Cause it's Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? It's Friday! Wow. Well, howdy, howdy, everyone, and welcome to the Jason Wright Show's best Friday ever. This is the way that we just kind of wrap up the week and send you off into the weekend with a little bit of jolt of positivity, happiness, and maybe a little message of something I've been geeking out on, whatever the case may be. So I hope you have had your best week ever. I truly, truly do. So today, I wanted to cover something that I thought was very important to all of us. Now, this was, this is always, these questions that I'm about to pose to you have circled around the business community for a long, long time. So you've probably heard some of these, but I think that all of us need to stop and ask these five fundamental questions at least once a month, maybe once a day. I don't know what they, I don't know what, whatever's right for you is what you should do. So I thought we would just go through the, this list of questions that each and every one of us to perform better should be asking ourselves every single day. All right, so let's jump right into it first. What are the things that I need to stop doing? What are the things that I need to stop doing? It's easy to think of things as what I need to stop doing when we put when we frame it as a bad habit, smoking, drinking too much, you know, whatever the case may be, whenever it's some sort of bad habit, I eat too much. Uh, that's easy. But what about this? What about being negative. What about seeing the dark side of things without seeing the bright side of things? You know, there's a um, a challenge that Tim Ferriss always talks about that he's done several times and he's highlighted on his show of 21 days of positivity. It's where you do not allow yourself to say one negative thing for 21 days. And if you do, then you have to start over. And it is amazing what will happen? Your brain will absolutely start to avoid and abrogate a lot of the negative sensations and negative messaging that initially comes into our minds. Because generally speaking, the reason why these negative thoughts and actions come into play is because of meaning that we have attached to a certain thing. It's very rarely the thing, like for, for example, if someone's name comes up, and we have a negative thought. We just go, God, that dude's just a douchebag. Or, gosh, he's just obnoxious. Or, oh, my, whatever the case may be, something negative. I hate to have to do it. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe I have to do this. It's generally because that thing represents something deeper. So to first get to the root cause of that negativity, the first thing that I think we have to do is to stop being negative. So there's other things. There's things that you're doing too much of that we need to figure out what is something I need to stop doing. Also, it's very natural whenever we decide that we want to improve all ways and all ways or to do these things, be a better person, lose weight, whatever the case may be, read more books, be, be, be a better father or husband, whatever. We think of these things as what do we need to start doing? But a lot of times, I think we need to ask ourselves this question, is what do I need to stop 
doing. And also look at it like this. Okay, so, you know, Jimlin and I have a retail business. And there's only so much square footage in that store to sell product. So in retail, what you will often do is you will sell things at a deep discount to get it out the door to clear space for something more productive, something that will yield more profit and higher margin. So what are the things in your life that you need to have a big clearance sell of? You need to stop selling that product. You need to stop uh, subscribing to that action or activity. Get it out of the way so that you can then make room for something more positive. So ask yourself that question. What is something that I need to stop doing? The next is, what are things I need to do less of? Okay, there may be some things that you don't need to stop altogether. You just need to start doing less of them. A great personal example for me was doing too much freaking cardio. I was a cardio maniac, and I guess it was like two Easter's ago, I looked like a cancer patient. My wife and daughters were like, you've got to stop. I was doing too much of that. You know, there is such a, there's such a thing as too much of a good thing when it comes to working. Hey, what about that? What about those of you who are staying at the office way longer than you should? Maybe you need to do less of that. What about speaking your mind? It is very powerful. And I think a lot of times a great trait to be assertive and very clear, but maybe you need to speak less and listen more. So what are some things that you need to do less of? What are some things you need to keep doing? What is a, take an account, do an audit of your life. And I guarantee you, each and every one of you, I don't, I don't care if it's, if you're somebody that's about to join me in the six-week Vitruvian challenge, there is some area of your life you do really well. So what are you doing to hone that skill, sharpen that blade even more to make sure, and also make sure that you are putting a moat around that thing that you do really well so that you can keep doing that thing. Look for those things in your life that are working really well. And then what can you attach to those things that you want to do? If you're really, really disciplined at one at getting this one thing done, but not at another, what could you attach to this thing that you just do really well, you're going to keep doing, so that you now add a positive habit to it. What are those things that you need to keep on doing that seem to be working that you're not going to stop? What are things that you need to do more of? Maybe it's something as simple as saying, I love you to your spouse. And, and look back on it. Look back at times whenever you were really tender and understanding and you listened to your spouse. And all of a sudden you end up and it's one of the most romantic evenings you ever have. Makes you go, what, what happened here? She just in the mood? What's the case? Well, maybe not. Maybe it's just something that you did that if you did more of, that you would create a positive cycle. So what are some of those things that you need to do more of each and every day? Look for those things. And look, sometimes it's as simple as reaching out to friends. I know that's one of my biggest weaknesses. And here's the thing. There'll be times I'll be driving and I will just decide to start just dialing, just, just friend dialing. And I cannot begin to tell you the positive impact that it has on my mood, hopefully on their mood. It might be someone that I haven't spoken to in months, maybe even years. So what I looked, whenever I asked myself these questions most recently, 
that's one of the things I said. And I actually came up with this whole game plan of things I'm going to do to reach out to those men in particular that really mean something in my life. I want to do more of that friend outreach. Next, number five, what are things that you need to start doing? What is it that you need to start doing? Is it eating better? Is it physical exercise? Is it getting up a little earlier? Is it getting to bed sooner? What is something you need to start doing? And here's the thing I want you to know that will help you get started in a new practice because that might be one of the hardest. You know, to stop doing so much of something, you know, outside the realm uh, that we mentioned earlier of like a habit of some sort. One of the hardest things to do is starting. But man, the most powerful thing is the start. So here's what I want you to do. If you ask yourself this question, what is something that I need to start doing? Then I want you to get out a calendar and I want you to put that thing, whatever it is, write it down. And then every time you do that thing, put an X on that day. Here's why. That gives you an immediate feedback. We have these things called feedback loops and there's long feedback loops and there are short feedback loops. And if you want to develop pleasure in pain, then you need some quick positive feedback. It's one of the reasons why a lot of times when we set out to lose 30 pounds, okay, if we look at the 30 pounds of weight loss as the ultimate feedback loop and what happens with that, that is way out there. That's a long time. That is a lot of delayed gratification. However, if we take that goal of losing 30 pounds and then decide how are we going to get there, we're going to walk two miles per day. We're going to cut our calories by 10%. And we're going to you know, do some sort of cardiovascular exercise at least 90 minutes a week. And if we put that in a little box and go, okay, this is the plan. These are the inputs. And every single day that I execute on those inputs and we put an X, then we go, boom, I did it. It gives you that immediate little dopamine hit and that little pos- that positive feedback that makes you go, okay, I want to be able to put that X there tomorrow. It's right there. It's feedback right immediately. And then all of a sudden, here's what happens. That 30 pounds might be way out there. That feedback loop may be big and it might be not, it may have a lot of slack in it. So what you do to tighten that slack is you create little bitty feedback loops along the way. And this is the way to do that. You get to get the feedback and you look, and I'm telling you, whenever you do this for like five or six days and you start to see all of these X's, it is magical. It is absolutely profound. If you want to be a writer, you know, a lot of my buddies that listen to the show, we're all in this little group and we all want to write. And all of the good ones, like right here, I've got, uh, just happened to have right next to me right now, this book, Stephen King on writing. Excellent book for anyone who wants to be a writer. You don't even have to like Stephen King's writing. You just, if you want to know the art of the craft and treating the art like a job, this is the book. For you, it was recommended to me by my buddy uh, Stephen Hussey, who himself, he's an Oxford scholar, an author, and just an incredible guy. I've actually got another conversation with Stephen coming up on the Jason Wright Show. Be listening for that. But one of the things that Stephen King does well is he says, put your butt in the chair every single day. And then mark the calendar. I'll tell you somebody who was famous for doing this. I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story behind the, the little backstory on this guy. There was a comedian who went to perform at the... Uh, the uh, what's it called the uh, the comedy store out in L.A. legendary comedy club been around forever and it was owned by Mitzi Shore and I guess it 
I guess it still is owned by Mitzi Shore if she's still alive. And you may know her son, Polly Shore, the weasel, the star of Son-in-Law and in the Army now. So this is where every comedian who was anyone went to perform in their career. And it was almost like, it was kind of the equivalent of The Tonight Show as far as comedy clubs go. Once you got to perform at the comedy store, then you were like, it was a rite of passage. There was one particular uh, comedian, though, who was coming up. He had just moved out to the West Coast to try to make it as a comedian. He had done pretty well in New York. And he decided that he wanted to you know, crack the L.A. scene. So he's out there, and he's trying his best to get on the list to do open mic at the comedy store. And violently, and he never does. He never gets called. Never gets called. So he goes into Mitzi Shore's office, and she looks at this comedian and says, you will never perform here. I don't like you. I don't think you're funny. You're never going to perform in my club. This comedian could have done one of two things. He could have headed back east and gone, you got to be kidding me. I'm never going to get to perform at the comedy store. Instead, he took a different approach. He decided from that day forward, he would write jokes, write bits every single day for one hour. He would put his butt in the chair and write. Even if nothing happened, he would be in the chair for one hour every single day. Some of the times, those writing sessions would just be taking one sentence and perfecting it, making sure every single sentence was absolutely perfect. He never performed at the comedy store, but I'm pretty sure Jerry Seinfeld doesn't mind. It, it turned out okay for him. And one of the things that Jerry Seinfeld will tell you that he learned from that experience is not only to get in the chair every single day, but to put an X on the day that you perform the task that you've set for yourself. And once you see that streak, we hate to break streaks. I don't know about you, but I am obsessive about streaks. Once a streak begins, I get a little OCD about it. I'm a little bit annoying about it, and Jimlin will be the first one to tell you. But that's the reason why. It's because it's this amazing, easy, quick feedback loop that we have the opportunity to close. So if I were you, please, this weekend, this weekend, now I will put these questions in the show notes, but take the time to ask yourself, what are some things that I need to stop doing? What are some things that I don't have to stop doing, but I really need to do less of? What are some things that I need to absolutely keep doing? What are some things that I should do more of? I'm doing it now, and I really need to up it even more. And then finally, what are some things that I need to start doing right now? All right? So that's it for this episode of the um, of the uh, Best Friday Ever on the Jason Wright Show. Hey, do me a favor. If you would, please go out to jasonrightnow.com and sign up for the Vitruvian Letter. This week's episode, which or episode, this week's issue, which I'm going to drop tomorrow, I've written a good article on time-restricted eating. That's what most of you probably know as intermittent fasting. There has been some amazing studies on the benefit of time-restricted eating. I'm going to talk a lot about that. I'll probably repost these questions as well. So please go out to jasonrightnow.com and subscribe to the Vitruvian Letter. Also, check out the YouTube channel, The Jason Wright Show. Subscribe, like, and until we meet again, continue to endeavor to improve always in all ways. 
I'm out.